Welcome to the eDiscovery Basecamp with Steve and Jack, where we cover all things eDiscovery and beyond. Tune in each week for a new episode featuring hot eDiscovery topics, amazing guests, and several other surprises. Let's adventure together. All right. Well, hey, everybody. This is Steve and Jack back at uh, the eDiscovery Basecamp here at SeaTech. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new day. The sun is up and it's shining brightly. And uh, we're excited to uh, be continuing on with our topic from last week. Um, we are going to be talking about takeaways and lessons learned, um, important values, really, that uh, have become a big part of SeaTech as a result of that, uh, that story, that episode uh, where we just about got buried with a tremendous amount of work, but refused to let that happen. We rose above, and uh, it, it has continued to propel the lessons that we learned prop- have helped propel us forward in a, uh, in a much stronger, more confident form. Yes. They've had a, a resounding, lasting effect on the team, and it, it's, it really... Um, you know, a, a result of this this past experience that we described in the last episode, um, this behemoth of a project that kind of stretched us to our limits. As a result of all that, um, you know, you, you get a little bit more elastic and all that. You're not in the future. You don't feel like you're being stretched quite as hard. And it's important to remember the the lessons that you learn, the skills that you developed in those times, to keep growing and to keep pushing to just be better, to always be moving forward. Yeah. So just a little context uh, real quick. We're, we're going to take some time here to talk about what we learned. Um, but I wanted to let you know that we started the day here with a, a, a wood fire outside the tent uh, at our camp. Mm-hmm. And um, Jack and I are going to spend a little bit of time talking with you. And then we're, um, we're going to go out and, and try to catch our lunch. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so a, how maybe about a that? trout or two, you know? A trout, yeah, a couple of a trout. Walleye. Be, <laughs> well, that either one would be just great. Oh yeah, I would be excited. But if we catch a trout, we're we're cooking it whole. We'll mm-hmm. fillet the walleye, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, I can already taste it. <laughs> so, right, it's going to be a good day. Great day. Yep. So looking back, number one on the list, it, it's actually a a, a core value of ours and of CTEC, and it is uh, the phrase or the term continuous improvement. So, Jack, give us some context about that concept of continuous improvement and how it played out in this situation. Yeah, well, in the midst of the, uh, you know, the organized chaos of the, the project, we, we took a step back, we looked at the process, we stripped it down, to the nuts and bolts, and we eliminated any opportunity for waste in that process. We rebuilt it, lean and mean, simple, clean, efficient, and we implemented it immediately. What was what was the uh, the initial result? I mean, right out of the gates, twenty five percent increase in productivity, wow. just just right away. And by the end of that first week. Up to thirty-five, a ten percent on top of that, so thirty-five percent increase from that, 
And by the end of the project, it was over 50%. I mean, I it was night and day, our our ability to produce the the requirements it was it was night and day so so the throughput the overall operational throughput improved by over 50% from the early stages to the to the very end stages yes and that would not have happened if we hadn't have been objectively critical of the existing process and reevaluated it so you probably would have slogged along. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe a few people would have quit, <laughs> which would have made things only harder. Oh boy, yeah. Because we, we I think we were using every single resource we had. Yes, and that. we were stretching everybody almost to the limit. Right. Not not to the limit. You know, because people would have broken and and probably actually would have quit. But yeah, we're humane here. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. Nobody ended up quitting, and um, we you know we talked too about. Uh, you know, last time that you know the 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 effect on the staff, the human effect was people were uh, no longer hanging their heads; they were uh, energized, they were excited, and um, you know they they had they had more space and time, more margin in their life, so that that obviously helped. But while they were here, they were definitely much happier. Right. It was a the improvement was a monumental shift. It was a monumental a gla- shift, a yeah. glacial movement at a at a high speed. Maybe that's the wrong term, right? Big big movement, uh, but at at high speed. Yeah, right. So, unlike paint drying, right, 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 you can barely notice it. I mean, it was noticeable to us. It was noticeable to our employees that that really helped. It was noticeable to the client. I mean, to the point where they were almost in disbelief at times that we were actually done with certain assignments right you know you were doing most of the client in fact probably 95 percent of the client interfacing did you notice a shift in the client well yeah the now that you mentioned that the um there there was a common the the same type of attitude change that happened at c-tech really happened uh with the client uh they're 10 miles away on the other side of town um so we didn't have a lot of direct connection other than me to them for the most part. Um, rather than walking into the room with people that were stressed and uh, hair kind of you know looked like it had been pulled at and tugged and uh, eyes bloodshot and so forth, I would right. come into the room and they were c- kind of casually standing around. They were on top of things. They were in control of their work. But they were enjoying themselves. They were taking more time to talk with each other, to laugh and tell a story. Right. And um, it was kind of fun to be able to walk into the room and contribute to that, where in the early stages it was so tense and time was so short, um, we wouldn't really spend much time at all talking because there was a sense that there was no time for small talk. Right. You know, just, just give me what you got and we'll see you next time. Right, right. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. It wasn't wasn't rude or impolite by any means. It was just necessary because time was short. And, right. And and time is limited. Obviously, there's only so many hours in a day. So. Right, and I, I remember that what allowed for that was that instead of going back and forth, back and forth between you know the office and delivering to them, we were able to get ahead of the ball and have all their current requests done 
at the time of the morning delivery. So y- there was that time. Was, here's here's everything that you've well, requested there, so far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And there's there's a waste component that uh, that we we're able to eliminate rather than making five or six trips a day. We we're making two or three. Right. At the most. Yes. When we were at that peak yep. optimization level. Yep. So there was uh, there was another lesson we learned from that, and it, it's it's the value of being on offense. Mm-hmm. Now I, I just want to explain that when I say that, I want people to be careful not to think that this is a you know an intentional posture that we are you know claiming like uh, you know a casual. Uh, pick up basketball game where you decide shirts and skins and one team is one and the other team is the other and and uh, somebody's going to start start the ball um, on offense. It, it wasn't a, a dominating or it isn't a, a dominating position, but mm-hmm. in, in our realm of e-discovery, it's really a byproduct of good planning and good preparation. Yeah. Right? Do you see that? And and if you do, what what do you think? I I see that, and and I appreciate uh, you mentioning that it's not your traditional term of offense of aggressive. I'm gonna you know tackle you all that stuff. It's it's more of just being preemptive and being in control a little bit, and in a very positive way. And it is that um you know, com- the, the communication element is key in that. And we, we mentioned it um, a, a few episodes ago is our, is our communication model. And, and by being ahead of the ball and by um, having abundant communication, you are providing that information before it's really called on. And then there's no need to have that waste time of that back and forth inquisition of where are things at where where is this going it's it's all kind of on a linear trajectory yeah so i i do think that our work is is very similar to um you know a typical football game and and i liken it to football it could be it could be hockey baseball Mm -hmm. basketball you know whatever but i'm a little more familiar with football so i'm going to stick there but you know, a, a football team usually has a, uh, you know, a staff, a whole group of coaches that get together, that plan and prepare and, and make a game plan uh, before the next game. Uh, so there, there's a, a, a great level of preparation that goes into that. But what, what they don't know is what is going to happen in each play, each circumstance but that preparation allows them to react and make decisions basically in the spur of the moment mm. to respond to what's going on on the field and to uh, you know execute their plan in, in the best way possible if, if they had no preparation uh, and they were just winging it and deciding we'll figure it out as we go which I've I've you know, I've heard that phrase so many times from other people. Yeah, um, it's never sat right no. with me. <laughs> no, you know, so you can have uh, plenty of preparation, and some of the things that you know we take 
into a, an e-discovery assignment is just our knowledge base and our experience. So some of that is preparation in the can, mm-hmm. but there's also, uh, you know, getting some background on what what's ahead. Yeah. What are we looking at? What kind of uh, what kind of team are we dealing with on the other side? Well, I have a. I have, it's interesting that you bring up the yeah. football team. There we go. Because there's a team element there. And I feel like it's kind of important for the entire team to understand what position you're on. And if your whole team doesn't have that offensive mindset, <laughs> you're going to have a bit of a jumbled mess there. And so I think that through that preparation and through that team communication, if you're all on the same page, you can prepare for those ambiguous situations and you can run those offensive plays and you're going to you're going to move forward together in that way. Exactly. You know, and and the communication model that we talked about is really a tool that we use to help us stay on offense. And you know, imagine a, a you know, a, a coaching staff, a team of coaches, Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, whatever. If their communication is off, and it, it's off, uh, you know, in a timing sense, mm-hmm. you'd have plays happening and uh, decisions that weren't made at the right time. Like, you know, why didn't we get so and so out on the field for that play? Right, you right. Know? And then, if you're spending your time talking in a reactive sense, you're not you're not getting back on offense and thinking about you know, what's about to happen. So making your decisions and using your time around, you know, what's coming up. Right. And, and I think that's a good point. And our definition of offense to defense is synonymous with proactive versus reactive, really. Exactly. Yeah. So offensive communication in that sense really looks like anticipating mm-hmm. what's going to be coming, knowing what you're going to say before you need to say it and then it makes it a lot easier when the time comes to just spit it out there it is and you're already thinking about the next step right 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 and it's and it's empowering your team to make those decisions on their own because you've gone through that planning phase you know you have a wide receiver that's going to run out there and maybe there's a specific play that tells them to run to this point on the field, but maybe there's a pocket that's wide open in a very strategic point. Well, the play the play has been made and, and the plan has been put into into play. And that that individual can make the call and go, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna go to that area. That's gonna be a better better choice for the team. So it's really empowering through that preparation. Um the the team and the client too. You know, the client it's probably going to feel a whole lot better, too, if there's that proactive communication. Yeah. So when you combine all those things together, Jack, you take, uh, you know, a commitment to continuous improvement. Or it's really it's really a mindset, mm-hmm. I think. Just the thought that, it, you know, we, w- there's no destination here. We can always, always, always do a little bit better yep. or maybe a lot better. Uh, you take that you and combine that with uh, being proactive and trying to stay in an in a offensive position mm-hmm. uh, 
what what's what do you see as a result of that? I see confidence as a result of that. I mean, it, it's evidently clear that confidence arises from that combination. So you get you get confidence within the team. Yep. And in our in our situation, we certainly engender confidence with the client. Yep. Right. And like the example that I gave, uh, coming into the room, the, the client is hanging out kind of by the reception desk, um, four or five, six people laughing, having a conversation, relaxed, eating an apple, drinking water, whatever. Uh, you know, they're not in a stressed posture at, right. th at that point at all, like they had been earlier. Uh, that really came from having a greater sense of confidence, I think. Yeah. And it's it's funny. It's it's a really, it's kind of a an important equation, those two things that lead up to the confidence. Because if you have that growth mindset, that commitment to continuous improvement, and you're proactive where if you do make a mistake or if you don't see any, if you see something that's a little off, but you're proactive about it and you communicate it and you're committed to becoming better... I mean, even if you even if you make an error, you're gonna you're gonna gain confidence from that situation. It's it's kind of a like a big safety net if you can promote those two values that lead up to the confidence element. You know, you're gonna you're gonna take away a little bit of that from anything, right? And it's I think it's interesting. Those three things are are really um, they're intertwined. Mm -hmm. And and they are uh, connected in a circular fashion. It's not just a linear mm -hmm. pathway. Like you go from one to the other to the other, and, and there you are at the end. Right, right. You know, more confidence breeds an ability to maintain a mindset of continuous improvement. Yeah. Continuous improvement allows you to stay in a more offensive position. Both of those things produce and breed more confidence. Yeah. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, yeah, you can line those up however you want. Really, yeah. it's they're all they're all intertwined and they're all really core values to the CTEC team that evolved through this past experience that really kind of rose to a new level. Well, it was those core values have really been there. It was an experience that exercised those values in a new way to yeah. a point where it became very obvious wow there's the value of having those types of values right right it's easy to maintain that, that confidence when you're you know you're just cranking out projects on a daily basis but then you get hit with something like that and suddenly you know it takes a little bit more commitment to stick to those values yeah i mean wor words on a piece of paper can look good they can yep. look impressive but when you have the opportunity to to put them into action, to apply them to your life, uh, boy, that's that's when you really appreciate the value of those of those values, right? And that's and that's I think of a, a message we're trying to send out to the e-discovery world here is that in the, in our industry there are so many brilliant individuals out there just that know what they do front to end you know <laughs> and and it's important to have confidence in your skills but to also look for that way to continuously improve because with the technology with everything that comes out 
you got to always be looking at the horizon too. And, you know, it's having those two run side by side, that confidence, but also willing to look for improvement. Right. And, but then the other thing is to be a little bit more offensive with the communication. It's, it's definitely something that we are constantly growing in too, is that, you know, it's, it's okay if you don't know something. It's okay if something it doesn't go according to plan. But let's communicate it. Let's let's get it out there and let's let's run the next play. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you again for joining us, uh, Steve and Jack here at the eDiscovery Base Camp. We are gonna break off and uh, what are we gonna do? We're gonna go catch some fish. I gotta go put another couple logs on the fire. I think. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna have to have some heat to uh, cook cook our food. So anyway, <laughs> that's it for today. Make sure you uh, remember to let the people around you know that they matter. Be intentional about that, and it'll it'll make a difference in your life. It'll make a difference in theirs. Have a great week. Have a great week. See you next time. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the eDiscovery Basecamp. If you have any questions, comments, or want us to cover a certain topic, email us at info at We'll see you next week.